Hey there, this is Contessa Aiken with the Bold Survivor Collective where we take a stand, we push back, we pee into the wind. This episode is a big episode. We're talking about habits. We start off by talking about what is habit and why people typically fail with habits. It is awesome. It's packed with information, lots of action steps. And before you listen to this, consider a habit that you want to start. What do you really want and what habit will support you in getting there? And you'll get the most out of this episode today. Enjoy. Happy habiting. Welcome rebels. This is our first lesson in our habit mastermind. I'm so excited for you guys. So um, what we're going to talk about in this lesson is, first of all, what is the habit and where does it come from? How is it formed? All that fun stuff. And then some self-management. And then we'll go into why people fail. And then I'm going to be asking you to do some homework. So I hope you're ready for some homework. Um, the homework it will be a downloadable PDF that you can print out. It's going to be a habit tracker. Shocking, right? I know. <laughs> so let's go ahead and just dive right in. So what is a habit? A habit is that thing that you do repetitively. And you can have habit of thought, uh, of activity, of no thought, of no activity. The, when it comes down to it, everything that you do Everything that you don't do, everything that you have, and everything that you don't have is a direct result of your habits. So when you think about your habits and what you do repetitively, uh, you know, you think it's those things that we do that we don't even really have to think about. Like when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Do you um, lay there for a minute? Do you hit the snooze button and go back to sleep? Do you pop right out of bed and go to the bathroom? Do you brush your teeth? Do you brush your hair? And in what order do you do all these things? That is a direct result of your habits, the things that you have done repetitively that, repetitively, that you don't even have to think about or consider. You just do, right? So a habit is that thing that you do repetitively. And we just kind of covered really how our habits formed and you are doing it over and over and over and over again. So what habit is it that you want to focus on? Through this program, you're going to focus on many habits, but I want you to start with just one. And it needs to be something small, not something like, I want to conquer the world in the next six months, nothing like that. Something like, you know, I want to eat thoughtfully, healthfully, um, purposefully, mindfully. Um, I want to uh, save money. I want to hit a healthy weight goal, right? Like, think about what habit it is that you want to focus on when you start here. And when you're thinking about the habit, let's frame it in a forward motion, right? So we don't want to say, I want to stop doing X, Y, and Z. You want to think about what is it that you want to do as you move forward. So forward focused with positive intention, right? So if we say, I want to stop or I don't want to do this, then we're basically telling our brain what it is that we want it to do, right? Our brain does not know the difference between uh, positive intentions and negative intentions. So if you, for instance, say, I don't want to overeat anymore. Your brain didn't hear, I don't. Your brain heard overeat. So your brain is going to act accordingly, meaning it may not send you the signals that you need to stop eating, right? That's just how our brains are wired. If you say, I want to eat 
healthy foods and you even get more specific, say, I want to eat healthfully for all my snacks for this first habit that you want to focus on, then your brain is going to start searching for healthy snacks. That's just how your brain works. So make sure it's forward focused. It's got positive intentions. And again, start small. Success breeds success. And so we want to start building success, but we need to start with a foundation. And you start with simplicity first, right? We don't go for the overcomplicated, difficult stuff first. We start with simplicity first. Why not? right? So pick just one habit for right now and make sure you share that with the group. Forward focused, positive intention, start small and be very clear about it, right? So now we're going to move into self-management. You can see here on the screen, mighty is he who has power over others, mightier still is he who has power over himself. So really when you think about self-management, it is about your ability to have power over yourself to be able to not just uh, fall victim or prey to our thoughts or our actions or our feelings, but you have the power to do and create anything really within reason, right? I can't say I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm not going to be an astronaut. So within reason here, I can lose weight. I can uh, be financially independent. I can have a clean house. I, I can do all these things, right? I can be a race car driver, I can do that because I like to drive fast. <laughs> but the truth is, is I'm probably not going to be qualified to be an astronaut and go to the moon, right? So make sure you're, you're forward-focused, positive intention, and being realistic. Self-management. Okay, so let's talk about this real fast. The definition, yes, and I'm going to define it here for you, <laughs> is the ability to recognize and deal with the part of you that offers resistance to your greatest good and highest intent. And the keywords here I've highlighted in capital letters is ability and recognize. So really, when you talk about self-management, is having the ability, right? Are you in a place where you are, have enough awareness to be able to recognize that you're coming up against resistance, where that resistance is coming from? Have enough self-awareness to ask yourself a couple of questions like, um, is this coming up because my brain is telling me to go back to safety. Is this coming up because it's time for me to see what happens, it, what's required of me to push forward, right? So just be having the ability to recognize that you have resistance and then be, being able to be aware enough to say, where's this resistance coming from and what action do I need to take to either take care of myself or push through the resistance, right? So what old traps do you keep falling into? When you think about a habit and what you're doing and when you want to create a new habit, what often stops you? What often gets in your way of going all the way through to where the habit is no longer um, a thought process, but is a natural thing that you no longer think about, right? What gets in your way? So I'm going to give you some, uh, some of the six reasons why people fail. What gets in their way here? here. So the first one is lack of desire. All that spirits desire, spirits attain, right? So earlier I talked about, I can be a race car driver, right? But do I desire really to do that? If I set a hat that I want to have a habit of driving like a race car driver, do I really desire that? Probably not, right? But when I think about, I want to live at a healthy weight, do I have a desire for that? 
Yes, I have a desire for that. It's a strong desire, right? If your desire is lacking, if it's weak, then that will be one of the things that gets in your way. So when you think about this first goal, especially, because we're setting you up for success here, when you think about this very first goal, do you really desire it at a very deep level? Do you feel pulled toward it? Or do you feel like you're going to have to force a, a round peg into a square hole here? When you have desire, things naturally pull you in the direction that you want to go. And it's not, doesn't require a lot of force, if you will, right? If I wanted to be an astronaut, there would be a lot of force required for me to move in that direction because I don't have the skill set. I don't have the education. I don't even, well, I live fairly close to NASA, but not that close, right? So there would be a lot of forcing happening in that direction. So the next one is lack of vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 29, 18. So when you think about vision, right, we have the first layer here. We have the desire. I know that I'm being pulled in that direction. And uh, do I have the vision? Do I know what it looks like? Do I know what I see? Can I see the picture clearly? Can I paint it in and know what it's going to look like when I get there? When you get to your habit, when you start, act, when I say get to the habit, I'm going to correct myself here. When you start doing your habit with consistency to the point that no longer requires thought, what is it that will happen in your life? What will you see around you? What will you hear what will you feel like? What will you be doing? Do you have enough vision to be able to go out and see what will happen when you start living your habit? It's going to be required because vision is necessary. Because if you lack the vision, right, I may have the desire, but I don't have enough pull in that direction because I don't know what it looks like, that sounds like, or feels like. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, Talk about a pitfall here, right? Some people have a hard time visioning or in dreaming about the future, right? You don't have to, you know, go down a rabbit hole of, of dreaming here. You just have to say, okay, if I'm doing this habit, right? So if I'm eating mindfully, and that's the habit that I'm focusing on, then say in six months, what will that look like? If I'm doing that so thoughtfully that I don't even require much thought, I'm just eating mindfully, then I can go ahead and say, you know what, uh, my body's going to feel healthier, I'm going to be at a healthier weight, I'm going to feel stronger, I'm going to feel less cloudy, I'm going to feel more resilient, I'm going to have more energy, maybe my kids get out of the house more often, right? Think about your vision. When you are doing your habit so thoughtfully, it doesn't require thought, what will be happening? What will you be doing? What will you see and hear and how will you feel? The third one here is lack of focus. So we have the layer of desire. We know where we're going. Do you not have enough, uh, I want to say cojones here, enough gumption to be able to stay focused on that direction and not get sidetracked by uh, shiny object syndrome? Syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> that was a difficult word for me today. <laughs> by the shiny object syndrome, right? Do you have enough focus? Do you have enough strength in you to stay focused in that direction and not get sidetracked or distracted? Uh, for example, right, say I want to become the astronaut and I, you know, we already know a lack in the desire area vision. I can totally envision that. I can see myself walking on the moon. That'd be pretty gosh darn cool. <laughs> but focus, 
I'm going to start, I know that once I start working towards being an astronaut, it's going to get difficult. When it gets difficult, will I remain the course or will I say, meh, this was too hard? Or, meh, maybe this wasn't in the stars for me. And the truth is, is it wasn't realistic to begin with, right? But when I set a realistic goal, like say eating mindfully, do I have enough focus if say my husband comes home with Whataburger? If my kids are eating cake, do I have enough focus to be able to stay focused in that direction? And if I lack the focus, then here will is the place where I will fail, right? Aim high, stay focused. Thank you, Brandon Adams. <laughs> okay, so lack of focus. Uh, you know, think about this for yourself. Do you have enough focus to engage your habit for uh, long, as long as it takes for you to do it so thoughtfully that it doesn't even require thought? This next one is lack of discipline. Uh, right discipline consists not in external compulsion, but in the habit of the mind, which leads spontaneously to desirable rather than undesirable activities. So the great thing about this is um, discipline, most people think is really difficult. It's hard, it's arduous, it's, ugh, it's the weight that we carry around. When the truth is, is it just requires you to keep moving forward. And it's not based on what's happening externally. It's based on not listening to that survival brain that says, go back to safety, or no, this is too hard, right? Discipline just requires you to keep moving forward with the habit that you set said you want to do, right? I think about discipline almost the same as integrity. Do what you say you're going to do, even when no one is looking and even when it feels like it's too hard to do. So lack of discipline. I love this one. I mean, I was in the military, so it's not, not hard to fall in love with discipline, but it's not heavy. It's not hard. It is just the simple act of continuing to do the things you said you were going to do. That is it. Keep it simple, guys. Okay, this one, if you are knocking out on the park on desire, on vision, on focus, and on discipline, this is the biggest one that most people fall into, is making excuses. I attribute my success to this. I never, I never gave or took an excuse. Florence Nightingale. Can you imagine? <laughs> so, excuses. This this is where most people fall. This is the pitfall most people fall into. Because, so for example, I want to eat mindfully. My habit is that I'm going to start eating mindfully. I have the desire of being pulled in that direction. I have the vision I know what it looks like. I am focused in that direction. I've got the discipline to keep moving forward even when I don't feel like it. I'm gonna keep moving forward. And then you get to this point. Well, you know, I've been eating so mindfully and so thoughtfully that I can reward myself. I can give myself that wiggle room and reward myself with the cake. Who's gonna know about that, right? So the excuse is just giving yourself enough wiggle room to be able to step out of the habit and not engage it. And basically you reset everything, right? So where are you when it comes to excuses? How often do you allow excuses to get in your way? And you know, we all know the difference between an excuse and um, a reason, right? Eating mindfully, just, just to take that for example, 
an excuse is that uh, I was tired and I didn't want to prepare food. Uh, or a reason could be that I was sick and in the hospital. <laughs> I can't really prepare food from that place, can I? <laughs> no. So think about excuses and reasons. Reasons is, you know, I broke both my arms. I can't even get into the kitchen and, and cook. An excuse is my oven blew up. A reason is my oven blew up. I don't even have the means to prepare my food. Although that could be technically considered an excuse because I could go out and eat mindfully anywhere. It doesn't require me to just be at home. So you think, you, you see that uh, what just happened, there was an awareness, right? This is what's going to be required of you guys. Are you making excuses? Are you giving yourself enough wiggle room? The last one here is fear. He who has overcome his fears will truly be free, Aristotle. And if you've been around long enough with me, you know I do a firewalk. I do broken glass walks. I do all kinds of fun stuff that put people in a position to face their fear head on. And fear is one of those things that it's just an emotion, just like all other emotions. But it's that one emotion that when it overcomes us, we either get stuck we pull back from what it is that we're doing. We stop it all together, right? When you think about fear, it's that thing that, that uh, shows up in our body in a much different way, heaviness, um, uh, anxiety, chest, can't breathe, right? When we think about when we're fearful, that's how our body responds. And so in order to move through the fear, it requires something different from you. But the, the trick here or the truth here really is that fear is just another emotion and you can move through it it doesn't have to stop you but this is a place where most people get stopped is that they fear the outcome the process um, and they're not sure what to expect right when you go through desire vision focus discipline and get to get past excuses then fear is the only thing that's holding you back if you're through all those things, right? And so you really have to ask yourself, what would be required of me in order to move forward in spite of fear? Not how do I take care of myself through fear? That would be more like engaging in some wiggle room, right? I feel fearful, so I'll just take care of myself when really you're just going backwards. Fear is one of those emotions that requires you to push forward, to move through, otherwise fear will hold you back. So why don't you rate yourself? Rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. One being, uh, I don't engage in this pitfall at all. 10 is, oh yeah, this is where I can definitely do some work. Rate yourself when you think about your habit that you want to engage. Lack of desire. Do you have a desire to do it or do you lack desire? If you are lacking in desire, you're on the 10 side. If you are good and you desire it and you've got a round hole and a round peg, you're in a one. Make sense? And then what about lack of vision? Do you have a vision? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what it'll look like? What it'll feel like? What it'll sound like? All that stuff. If you know it and it's got and you've got clarity around that, then you're at a one. If you are lacking there, then you're over closer to the 10 side. Lack of focus. If you don't have enough focus to get there, you're on the 10th side. If you know yourself and you can focus like there's no tomorrow, then you're on the one side. What about discipline? Where do you rate yourself for lack of discipline? And excuses. How often do you let excuses get in your way? 
If you are the kind of person that lets excuses get in your way, then you're on the 10 side. If you don't make excuses ever, then you're on the one side. And then fear. So if we're being truthful and honest here, then there is at least one, if not two or three of these areas where you can grow. There is at least one, if not two or three of these areas where you're on the closer to the 10 side, not closer to the one side. So if you look at how you rated yourself and you're all ones, then you're not being honest with yourself. Otherwise you'd have all the habits, that, all the healthy, positive habits that you want and you would have everything you want in your life right now. The truth is, is we all have at least one, if not two or three of these on the closer to the 10 side of the scale. And this is where our area for growth is. This is where you focus, right? So for example, if you're good on desire, you're good on vision, you're good on focus, but you lack a little bit on discipline and excuses and you're good on fear, then when you start forming new habits, then discipline and making excuses is where you put more focus and growth area around and you recognize more so than any other area that this is where you're going to stop, right? Because it's important for us to know what's going to stop us, what's going to get on our way, what's going to hold us back so that we can get to where it is that we want to go. So make sure um, to download your habit tracker, put your habit at the top of that and start tracking it every single day. And this in itself will be a habit that is formed just tracking your habit, right? So get ready, buckle up, it's time to get going. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. If you want more, subscribe to this podcast. And of course, join us over on the private Facebook group, The Bold Survivor Collective, where we keep the conversation going and keep on surviving and thriving. Bye.